0: Better, smarter, faster. The neural network needed to power the digital ecosystem of healthcare is poised to transform care both inside and outside of hospital walls in traditional care settings. Meaningful data analytics positioned in real time to drive better diagnostics, intelligent operations, seamless care coordination and integrated telehealth. This is the future of connected healthcare. We talk to the experts about transformational roadmaps for this evolving landscape. What's working, what's needed, and how we get there together. Welcome to Healthcare on Air, presented by Verizon. Welcome back everybody to Healthcare On Air by Verizon. I'm your host, Leah Sims, marketing strategy lead for Verizon's life sciences and healthcare practice. We're at our last day at HIMSS 2023 in Chicago. We're still here on the HIMSS show floor. If you're sticking around and here today, come by and see us in booth 4048. We'll be broadcasting here. Uh, we've got a lot of solutions and demos, and some great partners for you to talk to today. If you come by and you're still sticking around, I'm so excited uh, to have a conversation today with one of our partners with MyDoc, Lisa and Frank, uh, a great team that we've been working with, uh, really around virtual care and decentralized care, and, and and so much to talk about today. Welcome guys to the podcast. Thanks Thank you. for having us. So glad to have you, Frank. Tell us what you do uh, and a little bit about with MyDoc. Sure. Uh, my
1: name is Frank Peluso, and I am the CTO and co-founder of With MyDoc. It's a virtual care platform um, and also a remote patient monitoring platform. I've been very fortunate to have experience in a plethora of industries and have built applications for a variety of disciplines within those those industries and security, scalability, uh, large database processing, all of these, you know, Terms of things come together for healthcare because of the amount of information, a whole lot of yeah, and the amount of efficiency that you need. Yeah, and uh, that experience had helped me uh, bring together uh, the the uh, the vision and the implementation of our product set today.
2: Awesome, Lisa. What do you do? I'm Lisa Barry Wenzveen, and I'm the director of data science for with my dog. So I get to play with all the data and find the fun insights in there, and look at the puzzles and yeah. see if I can put the pieces together so that we have uh, something new and interesting to learn uh, from the data we're collecting.
0: Wonderful. So let's talk about your care delivery model for people who aren't familiar with what my, with my doc. uh And there's a lot of virtual mm-hmm. care, remote patient mm-hmm. monitoring solutions. How is yours different? What What is the delivery model that you're you're deploying today? So. We have
1: a multi-tiered delivery model. Um, it starts with a, um, a, a per month per patient fee, uh, either if you're a direct consumer paid by you, or if you are you know under a doctor's care, uh, that's not a with my doc doctor, there's a, 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 per, a patient per month model for that, that they pay. The, the tiers include, depending on how much service you need, So for example, if you need help monitoring, we have patient engagement professionals that will help with that. And there's a a little bit more of of a fee for that. We also have a med squad where we have nurses and doctors to help with that. So you're providing the clinical piece? We do, we do provide that. All of our programs come with unlimited support from our technical staff to the patient, to the the healthcare provider, and unlimited use. Wow.
0: Thoughts on that? Anything to add?
2: Um, I don't think I have anything. He covered it really well.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about some of the problems that you're solving for. Obviously, uh, so much of RPM uh, is directed. We'd love for it to be more directed at preventative care, uh, and certainly Mm -hmm. we're seeing the scope of that. But most of it really pointed at managing what we all know is a pretty significant chronic disease management challenge Mm -hmm. across (laughs) healthcare, right? Mm So. what are some of those issues that you're dealing with? Where are the pain points? Um, n- n- where, where are you driving new innovation into that space? Right. So, yeah.
1: So as far as what we're trying to do is reduce ER visits, yep. reduce patient readmissions, um, literally an overall, by being proactive, uh, creating an overall healthier population. With that said, it reduces healthcare costs and, uh, you know, Gives uh, patients a better quality of life. Yeah, yeah.
2: Thoughts there? Yeah. Um, so what I'm seeing, being looking at the numbers, um, what where we're we're seeing the improvements that are happening because what you know, especially talking about uh, value-based care and moving people from uncontrolled. Uh, disease states. So we're seeing, you know, 14 to 18 percent improvements in hypertensive and diabetic populations. That's a lot, and, and if you can extrapolate that out against the entire population, uh, and and the numbers we see going around here at Hims about all these these pain points and these problems, I mean, you start to see a significant reduction in those costs across the the country. You know, so. Um, the, the challenge or the pain point that we see and, and what we've done for that, as Frank was speaking to earlier, is as with any new adoption of, a, of any type of technology in healthcare, is the challenge of how do we incorporate it into our workflows? Yeah. Which is why we offer those levels of services. So, uh, some people who have the staffing and can, and can do it and are really committed, um, they're welcome to, and, and we have that level of service for them. And if they're really challenged and don't have the staffing, but see the value in the data and want that to help their patients, right. um, they can have us do it for them. And we just get it to them when it's urgent and, and they want to see it. So that care management, co- care coordination you're doing yeah. with the providers
0: and, and giving them that data back. well
1: and, and that care coordination is incredibly important in rural areas yep. to be able to coordinate care from uh, a farm area to a local uh uh, clinician or clinic to a major hospital within the city is critical across our country. And that reduces cost and also, uh, you know, reduces the stress on the patient.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, talk to me about the data that you're gathering. Yeah. Uh, you, you give some Pretty good statistics, right there <laughs> off the top. But I'm I'm assuming you're gathering a lot of great data, but how are you also leveraging that data to you know s- improve sort of that care navigation, that care orchestration process?
2: Yeah, so we're um, there. You know, as with all of medicine, that. We have the same challenge of adherence, you know, yeah. medication adherence, you know, appointment adherence, all the various things, uh, and if um, we are, don't have adherence, we don't have data, you know. So of course we need that. So we've put a lot of um, effort into um, engaging the patients at many different levels. We leverage AI um, for reminders for adherence. So uh, we send out automatic uh, uh, reminders if we uh, if they're not getting to their goal for that adherence rate, uh, particularly for reimbursements, to be sure that you know, our customers can can um, get those reimbursements. Um, and so if they don't respond, we, we have that patient engagement team that's reaching out to them. Are you doing that with their caregivers, too? Or just to, with the patient? Reaching out to the caregivers? Is there a coordination of,
0: like, let's say your patient hasn't, you know, p- reported in or, you know, mm-hmm, d- d- mm-hmm. D- followed the compliance plan. Are you t- um, talking to maybe their Parent or son or daughter or someone like that. You know, if is yeah. they are on the the care plan, yes,
2: yeah. yes, we do. So
0: there's an opportunity for them to be right. involved.
1: Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We also talk to the care provider if, if they're not adhering, yeah. or we'll ask. Also, tell them, are you going in to see your doctor
0: or when, and we'll send yeah. them in. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: so we have those different levels uh, to to manage that
0: yeah so uh, the power of any of this really lies in the data we talked about it before to transform that into actual information you mentioned AI So I'd love to hear more about uh, and um you know that re- regenerative AI is the hot topic of him <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it <was> great and <laughs> I said everywhere everywhere we're data, gray- yeah. I'd love to hear more about hey yeah yeah well kind of, um, harnessing that data sure um, I can tell you what we're doing now in, in our vision for you know adding more we're always looking to you know build on it because as you get more data, you get more insights. You know, you want to add those things. Uh, currently, we have different levels of AI that help us uh, maximize billing reimbursement, for example, or for adherence, we have um, we have AI uh, for predictive analytics. So we're able to give the clinician the opportunity to look at the historical data and tell them what they can expect that patient to do based off that historical data in the next two weeks. So particularly in cases where someone is maybe kind of borderline they're not sure what what the choice is you know do a change a medication do i you know have some type of intervention that that predictive analytics to, to see what they can expect them to do over the next two weeks and their trending may influence that decision making yeah. yeah
1: and we also are looking at enhancing uh interaction with the with the with the patient so for example we have screeners, healthy day screeners that also ask questions of depression. Right. If it's triggered, one of the things that we're working on is getting inference on the face. How happy are they? Yeah. Um, is there anything harmful Look around them?
0: Is there... Some environment. Yeah, yeah. Some environment is it, is it cluttered? You know, things yeah. like that. Because all of those things impact well-being um, yes. and they're not today not easily measurable um, and certainly not something that shows up when you head into a doctor's office. they can't yeah, see that home environment so it's really critical but, but we'll trigger an alert yeah and so the the fact that you guys have a view into um, not only the patient from a data perspective, it's all of that uh, you know ancillary information that's mm-hmm. really powerful True. gives you a better sense uh, of what's going on. I'd, I'd love for you guys to share some use cases. Do you have any, um, you know, I, I, I think you shared one when we were on a panel. Um, it's I'll a really
1: you. interesting one, yeah. Uh, we had a patient that uh, her heart rate was shooting up very high and uh, system alerted and uh, she went into her doctor and the doctor sent her over to the emergency room and the uh, the patient uh, was admitted and the cardiologist came in and said, Oh, I don't believe that hearts do this. And, uh, you know, there must be something wrong with your device. So the, the, the husband actually had the device with him and goes, well, let's check it, put it on. And it was in sequence with the sophisticated equipment they had there. So the doctor went ahead and, um, said, well, let's look a little bit further because, you know, this is a very unusual. So they got her up and she started walking and all of a sudden it went off again. And what they found, which they didn't know at all was happening, is she had a leaky mitral valve where blood was backing back up into her lungs and she couldn't breathe. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: And alerted by and having... my mil- Yeah, with my doc. That's a great yeah. use case.
1: Today. Yeah, we got to, you know, that saved th- my life and, you know, all these uh, wonderful... Yeah. comments that came through.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great example. And I've seen other cases where, or another case where uh, a patient was having uh, difficulty getting their blood pressure under control and um, wasn't doing great on their medication management and uh, ended up in the ER uh, with uh, chronic um, congestive heart failure. Yeah. And our data going to her doctor has been significant in managing her health because it's directly related to her blood pressure and the medications working. And because the doctor is able to have such accurate objective data to look at every time she comes every three to four months he's able to say okay I don't need to make an intervention you're doing okay because you know just like a lot of patients they come in their heart rate you know their blood pressure goes up just because they're at the doctor <laughs> uh-huh. and in what is the doctor the subjective well they say well it's, it's fine when I'm at home you know how do they know that now the doctor could be confident that it really is a white coat syndrome right. and and yeah. not have to make adjustments that are gonna bottom them out once they get home and are comfortable again right and it has been very significant in that, and and she doesn't have to go to the doctor every three or four months. He's like, I got this data. As long as I get it, I can do a virtual visit with you and check in with you. And that's a lot for the elder population, you know. That's significant to them to not have to physically show up at their doctor's office. Every this single is dispelling the myth that remote care or virtual care means less connection
0: with the doctor. So impersonal, you know, you get better no, care if no, you go no. in the office. I'm like, no, this just, the, you're demonstrating with both of these use yeah. cases that this actually creates a more consistent connection between patient and provider. Um, when you think about how most people go into the doctor, they go in, they leave, you have no no connection to your doctor, that's no communication perfect. digitally in, or any other way until you make your next appointment and come in. Nice. Um, and so that's a pretty powerful example oh, sure. of how that actually improves the relationship, improves the visibility between provider and patient. And
2: it yeah. improves, improves the care. Yeah, Because it for does. both yeah. parties, they know that the decisions are being made on objective information, mm-hmm. executive data that is meaningful. You know, Because in the fairness to the doctors, the doctors are doing all they can with the information they have, but yeah. if that information is not reliable or accurate, then it's not good it's not good decisions. Right. Yeah.
1: Would you rather take the the, the bus that keeps coming to pick you up to take <laughs> right. you in?
0: Or
2: <laughs> stay in the virtually... comfort of their home. <laughs> right.
0: And
1: yeah. so many people don't go. They don't yeah. feel well enough. It's hard to walk. It's raining out and they just don't go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, navigating the system is overwhelming. It's overwhelming, some. and 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 as overwhelming as tech can be for some, especially aging-in-place populations, this is actually a shorter learning curve, I think, and um and much more convenient, and and they're much more likely mm-hmm. to be compliant with their care when you make, remove those obstacles, right?
1: You know, with my dog was actually took a look at call centers, to look at how patients call in. They call in, they wait on hold. <laughs> they call the wrong number. Yep. They're 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 moved around. They finally get an appointment, you know, and then they have to get to that appointment as opposed to just getting instant access or not even having to worry
0: about it because with my doc is monitoring and firing alerts. Right. Already notifying your doctor Absolutely. there's a concern. That's a comfort to the patient, and it is Ooh. too. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: With lot. my yeah. doc. Your doctor is always there. Yeah.
0: Oh. Huh, see, there you go. <laughs> the, I was ten years old when I figured out. Like <laughs> all, we should have probably started off with that.
1: It actually stands for something. I, that's my credit to the whole company. Yeah, I yeah. come up with that's the word great. with. It stands for web. My work here is done. <laughs> it, it, it stands for web enabled intelligent telehealth. Um, and then we came up with with my dog. That's
0: great. Yeah. that's wonderful. <laughs> wow, very powerful. So, um, how is Verizon enabling your story? How are we working together? Well,
1: that's easy. <laughs> Number one, Verizon allows us to securely share data. That's the most important thing. Yes, the reliable, fast. It's it you know all those wonderful things that it is. It's reliable and all of that. Been, been, but being able to access data, whether you're a patient or healthcare provider. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you need to be on a network like Verizon. And that's why we, we chose that. In addition to that, Verizon is also helping us to reach out to the more rural communities. There's connectivity going on out there with the investment that Verizon has made. Yeah. And that's allowing for reduced healthcare, better coordinated care and care for people that are in more rural areas that can't get in. With My Doc was made, to, to make it easily, to make healthcare easily accessible to everyone, and Verizon helps us get there.
0: That's amazing, thank you, we really appreciate it. We love the partnership we have with you guys. It's so important too, on another podcast yesterday, we were talking about um, first responder pre-hospital spaces and things going on there, and um, you know the challenges in, in, in rural health with hospitals closing down yeah. in those areas, and how important it is for us to support the ecosystem of care, and you guys are doing that, Um, you're not just focused on getting uh, RPM to an individual patient, but that that connection back to that rural hospital or that provider community actually supports the entire ecosystem of care, supports the way those health systems also need to thrive. So it's not just for the individual, it actually supports the the whole system.
1: It does. And there's a, a brilliant operation going on in Georgia called Healthy Georgia, commendable you know, outreaching to rural health, coordinating care, reducing healthcare costs—very, very well done. And I will tell you that we also use Verizon Blue Jeans, yep. which is the video product, and that product is very attuned to the Verizon network, so we get good quality in all bandwidth levels, and that's right. very important.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, and, and that it's not not to glaze over the impact that reaching, reaching those rural communities is, because we have patients who are diabetics who either don't have access or can't, or can't afford to monitor their blood glucose. And we are training them for the first time mm-hmm. to take their blood glucose at home. And this is why we're seeing the increase in, in people going from uncontrolled to controlled. How can a diabetic be expected to monitor and care for themselves if they're not they're not taking their blood sugar at home. And so that's why we're seeing that increase, because we're reaching those populations that didn't have that access. Before. I'm just curious, are you guys working
0: with EMS? Do you work with like paramedic at home, any of the paramedics? Because we were talking about how they often have a better view of patients and their communities because they're visiting them so often. I don't know if you guys are connected to that space at
1: Not all. yet. Um, we are working on an opportunity with CBAR. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Speaking of zebra, <laughs> I was about to ask you what other stakeholders and partners are critical to your success, and well, zebra would be one of them. Zebra right? is one of
1: them, but you know, as far as stakeholders are concerned, you've got the the uh, the standard, right? You know, we have, of course the healthcare providers and the private payers and right. all of these things, but one that's overlooked is the media. The media is critical stakeholder well, because you have to be able to get the word out so people understand what's available to them if they qualify. Should they be doing You're that? the first person to mention media.
0: The <laughs> first one. One with different... He's a smart view, I, I, I know. <laughs> absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I'm a marketing girl, so I love that answer. Uh, because, yeah, messaging is really important. And getting important. it out there is really important. Yeah. You guys are working with media today?
1: We are. Yeah. We are.
0: Awesome. Um, what are you seeing at shows like Hems that gets you excited um, about the evolution of virtual care when you walk around? It's a little overwhelming. It's pretty, a lot of people in this space, a whole lot of innovation going on here. Um,
2: what What gets you excited? Well, of course, I'm... Aw- everybody, as you said, is talking about generative AI. and um, you know, I, as a data I, person, you're yeah, like, I mean I, I can't help excited <laughs> about that, you know, but and and and, you know, looking at because for me, if I talk about my dream of what I want to I would like to see happen with this data, this is a, these are novel data sets. you know, this yeah. is information we never had in healthcare before, you know. and um, I was a provider for years before I went into data analytics. So I understand, trying to treat a patient when you don't know what's been going on for them at home. And they don't always remember, they don't give you good information. It's very subjective. And I, I this is why I'm good with data. I like objective information. And um, so for me, I am excited about being able to bring disparate data sources together because that is when, when we start marrying this information to the <laughs> other data we have already and have had for years with patients like when was an intervention? When was an ER visit? And we start really putting those algorithms to work on those data sets and start learning, then we can get the predictive and preventive yeah. parts of that. How so much that things on me. data, uh,
0: on the health equity piece of data? I mean, we, we're hearing a lot now and, and, and needfully so about how important it is for us to. Um, to to look at bias with data and the integrity of data and make sure that we're capturing culturally relevant, um, demographically relevant data because it can impact the way certain patient populations are treated we make assumptions about patients based on data that's coming from only a slice yeah. of of a demographic and i and i feel like the where you guys are deploying and gathering data you're in perfectly positioned to really be you know capturing some of the social determinants of health and 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 health equity and inclusion yeah. data that's been missing from like. the data yes. that we're sourcing for a lot yes. of disease and
2: trial uh, information, turning right. those silos upside <laughs> yes. down, blending yes. them together. Yes, so, yes, yeah. 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 We're yeah. we're very excited about that possibility, and and look forward to seeing what we how we can influence that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Those are things we're very conscientious. Yeah. That's great. That's great.
1: I find that the vision. The plethora of visions to move healthcare forward to the for the betterment of humankind at this show is incredible, yeah. you know. And uh, so much of it, you know, is looking at running on our partner Zebra's platform, creating a secure, reliable mobile device on the Verizon network. It just is all coming together that is never before.
0: You have just uh, uh, underscored what's really been the theme of so many of these discussions in this booth over the last couple of days, which is the power of partnerships. Absolutely. That this is a multi-stakeholder proposition. There's no one entity in healthcare that's going to be able to address these problems. Uh, We love building stakeholder relationships just like you guys do. And we're certainly happy uh, to be partnering with you and doing great things in healthcare. I get excited for the same reason, Uh, Aaron, our podcast guy, and I have been talking about how uh, powerful it would be for patients to see yeah uh, to get a peek into the hymn show um you know because uh, trust with healthcare is not always high among patients it's a frustrating system it's um uh, it's got a lot of challenges but if they could see the the brilliant minds and hearts that are gathered in conferences like this um who are really committed to solving some of these big problems in healthcare, it's very inspiring well
1: i would like a a little Speaking of medium.
0: Maybe we need to do that. <laughs> we need to get out to the general public. Yeah.
1: I, I want to have a shot of Aaron on my podcast because. Uh, he media and you know we need the media and he's doing a great job. Put your mug out there.
0: <laughs> he's great. well he did to get you around to the front side of the camera here, Aaron, before I the day is done. Don't we don't might know. have to have an interview with Aaron. He's been great. I <laughs> you know fantastic. we love and I'm gonna put a pitch in for market scale um because they're they are the ones that uh, take care of our podcast from end to end, do mm-hmm. a really great job. We love them. Uh, so great having you guys here today. Thank you. Love Thank you having so you much in the, having the booth us. with us. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Again, a reminder if you're still here at HIMSS, you're still walking around picking up uh, giveaways, socks, and all the things, <laughs> make sure you come by Booth 4048. Uh, we'd love to show you some pretty amazing uh, solutions that we're uh, partnering around. Uh, we really believe in the real time, collaborative, uh, secure future of healthcare, and we love being a part of it. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you.